Welcome to the Bikes, Brews, and Booze podcast. This is your host, Rev the Barber, from the world-famous Main Street Barbershop, Daytona Beach, Florida, along with my co-host, Mauro from Santos Cycles, Justin from Ormon Brewery, and Jeremy from Copper Bottom Distillery. We take you into the world of motorcycles, craft breweries, and craft distilleries. So get ready for the ride of a lifetime. Welcome back to the Bikes, Brews, and Booze Show. This is your host, Rev the Barber, from the world-famous Main Street Barbershop, Daytona Beach, Florida. And I'm here at Copper Bottom Distillery with Jeremy. Yes, sir. How we doing? Good, man. And Mauro from Santos Cycles. Hello, guys. And we are uh, missing Justin. He's in missing in action. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened to Justin. Yeah. No. We're not sure either. We can make up a lot of stuff, though. We can yeah, we'll come up with something. There, yeah. There's going to be a couple good stories. We got eight by an alligator and an aster or something. I don't know. That could have definitely happened there. Yeah. Out on the St. John's. Yeah, could even get eaten by a shark out there, I think. I don't know. Maybe. They might have bull sharks out there in the St. John's. It might come out that way. Yeah. We're not sure. Either way, he's not here. He's not here after he confirmed on Friday that he would be. This is our first podcast in what? Two years? In two years that, that we, we have, have not had. Yeah, we have a missing person. Yeah. We've done really good with not having missing people. Right. It's t- yeah, it's tough with... Four of us, too. Yeah, yeah. there's four of us, and mm-hmm. we had to collaborate four different schedules. Yeah. That's all right. He'll be here next time. Yeah, for two years, we've done good collaborating yeah. four different schedules to uh, make this work, but... It's a good thing we didn't go to his shop. Huh? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were at his shop last time, so I decided to do the distillery this time. We it's haven't been to Morrow's shop in a while. A long time. I don't know if Morrow's been to his shop in a while. <laughs> that's, that's the reason why I didn't even mention yeah. because I don't... Uh, Maybe next time. I don't know what Morrow's doing. Yeah, maybe we'll do it. Same thing cycles next time. Yeah, absolutely. That was my first episode. That's how I got roped into this thing. (laughs) We did the first episode of the Bikes, Brews, and Booze show. Well, it was just just Bikes and Brews at the time. Yeah, well, we did our first episode. It was Bikes and Brews. We did it at the the brewery. Yeah. And then we did, we brought Jeremy in. And And that was at your shop. Mm -hmm. No, it was at his shop. Yeah, no, at your shop. That is correct. Yeah. And then... You said, why don't we just keep doing this? Like, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And so now we've been doing it once a month ever since. Oh, yeah. We've missed a couple episodes. Yeah, we've had some issues here and there. Yeah. Getting schedules together. It's really funny. We, we had three different shows going on this podcast when it started out two years ago, and I'm down to one show. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's easier to manage. You know? Yeah. It's easier to manage one show. The Hardcore Minute was really fun. That was Daytona Hardcore Tattoos and... The issue is they moved all the bar they moved all the tattoo artists around to different shops and so that made it difficult because he has two different locations and he split all the tattoo artists up. Uh, and so that was all on Dave. We'll put it on Dave. You know, I don't have a tattoo. You should kill Do you have any more? No, no tattoos. You don't have any either. Tattoos. I'm the only one decked out in tattoos. Well yeah, Justin has tattoos. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is is I've always wanted a tattoo. I just don't my problem is I'm not, I can't commit. I don't yeah. know what I'd want. I just get random stuff. <laughs> and see, that would be okay, but I just, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like my first one's got to be something I got to commit to. And I yeah. can't, I, I just haven't found anything I want to commit to. The funniest thing, my first one, a lot, of, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, I was a Ringling Brothers and Barn Bailey clown from uh, 2005 to 2006. <laughs> and um, my first tattoo, I have two clowns on my arm. We were doing a show in Daytona Beach at the Ocean Center. And uh, after the show, we all went and got really smashed. I woke up the next morning with a, a card in my pocket and care, like self-care, tattoo care stuff 
from a Jet Set Tattoo. <laughs> and I had two clowns on my arm. We all got matching clown tattoos, all the clowns that were with Ringling Brothers at the time. Mm. That's great. <laughs> well, I guess the card I guess the card wreck rang up, so I guess yeah, that's all that matters. It worked. <laughs> the card worked. I woke all. up the next morning, had clowns on my arm. It was great. And uh, I still have them on there. People are like, why don't you get the clowns taken off? I was like, I can't get the clowns taken off. Like it's a story behind. Well, I was about to say that's actually not a. I mean, I could see that. Like that's what something that you, and see that's what that's my problem is. I like something that means something like yeah. that. Yeah. And the clowns, I can get that. I yeah. think that's kind of cool. But uh, and come to find out, like a lot of Ringling Brothers clowns have a clown tattoo somewhere. Really? Yeah. It, it's just like a rite of passage, and it was what's really funny. It was on my first tour, and so it's just something you do on your first tour. And a lot of times you do wake up and you don't remember getting it. Isn't there some kind of like clown union or something? That yeah, it's called Clowns of America International. I'm a member. I'm, Still I'm a member? A, I'm a retired member. I don't okay. have to pay dues anymore because I'm retired. Um, but yeah, I'm a member of Clowns of America International. Um, I did graduate from Clown College. Wow. It's a six-month program. It was a lot of fun. Six months? Yeah, six months wow. to, to learn. I was a stilt walker. I did stilt walking. Oh, shit. And um, I also did the, if you've ever been to Universal, when they have their um, guys out there with the, it's a curve still. Yeah, That yeah, they yeah. can bounce on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. jump up and down. Yeah, we can jump cars with those things. I've oh, actually jumped a car with the. Uh, do you still practice? No, I do not practice. So you lost um, that skill. Stilt walking is one of those, it, it's. Similar to riding a bike, you can usually pick back up pretty quick. Um, yeah, but that bouncing thing. I the bouncing thing, I don't think I can get back I'm about to say, I don't think you want to get back. Myself. I'm about to say, you probably break at something. At 34, I'm not as limber as I was at 18 and 19. When I got on with Ringling Brothers, I was 18 years old. And I was a lot more limber and a lot, I weighed a lot less. <laughs> that seems like, that, I mean, the cool thing about that is it seems like you also could have gotten into like shows or something at Disney yeah. when or I left, like other places. Yeah, when I left Ringling Brothers. Universal. Um, when you... When you get done at Ringling, you get a lot of offers. Um, I went and worked with a group called Racers in Christ, and I traveled with them around to NASCAR events. And so I worked with them for a year as well uh, in, 2000, cool. in 2007 and 2008. So um, I, actually, I, I got offers from Universal and from Disney after I left because you have all the skills they already need. Right, right. And they don't have to train you. So there was a lot of offers that I did get for different things, um, like different uh, Masters of Ceremonies Interesting. And, and jobs at Universal and at Huh. So, uh, Universal hit us up more than they do than Disney does because Disney yeah. is weird. They have their own cast members. I was going to say Disney. I think I, I think Disney would be one of those things where they just like so many people want to yeah. just work there. A lot that, of people don't know that Carson Daly started out with Ringling Brothers as well. Get out so, of here! Yeah, he started out in Ringling. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that that start out in Ringling before they went over. Huh. To uh, different different bands. All right, now bands. we're getting way off what we were going to talk about today, but yeah. with like like Cirque du Soleil, what is that? How is that? I know it's a whole different French it's a different, deal. Um, yeah, it's Cirque du Soleil. It's, it's not really like clowns. Is uh, it? And when Ringling comes back next year, they're going to be more of a uh, Ringling Brothers. Uh, shut I didn't know they're coming. Yeah, they shut down in 2017. Um, I did get an email the other day, and I, they actually made the announcement, but but it was after they already emailed a lot of us. Um, that they are coming back in 2023, nice. and they're going to be more of a circus of type ordeal. They're not going to have um, animals anymore or anything like that. So it, it's a weird concept because we did have a lot of work that we had to do um, when right. we did have animals. Because even though you're you you're a clown or you're this or you're that, uh, you have to do double duty. I mean, it's a traveling show, right? It's a traveling show. You got to so have... so everybody has to do everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I know how to do rigging. I know how to do do setups. I know how to do lights. And I know how to do everything. It, it, it was weird how I got into it. Um, you have to do an audition tape and usually they only take people who have theater experience and I've had theater experience since I was five years old huh. so I, I started out in my, I did my first uh, outdoor theater Huntington Outdoor Theater I started with them when I was five 
Wow. So wow. I have a lot of theater experience. So, so I grew up, yeah, I grew up in Apollo Beach, Florida, which is right next door to Gibsonton, Florida, which is like Carneytown, USA. Yeah, totally. Like all of these, it's weird. It's, it's like all these old, you know, carnival people yep. all congregated in Gibsonton, Florida. Really? Like that's actually where I went to high school. I went to East Bay High School in Gibsonton, Florida, and there's all these. It's really close to where it brings. Where is brothers. that? Um, it's on the west coast. Yeah, it's on the west coast, just 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 south of Tampa, just north of Sarasota, hmm. and Ringling Ringling Brothers is what it's, Sarasota. Yes. That's yeah, and, and we have they have the museum there. Yeah, the Ringling Museum. Ringling is museums there, and so a lot of the old timers that when they retired they would go stay there. I, we we had training in, in Sarasota. Oh, wow. So um, yeah, Gibson. Gibson Tim was huge. Like the the giant, the giant one of the giants that was in the show was there. He was a super tall guy. There was also I think he was married to like this really short oh, yeah. person too. Like there, like all these like carnival people were all hanging out in Gibsonton, Florida. It was kind of weird. I didn't. I, I don't know how that managed that. But. Oh yeah, because they all retire and go back down there. Because a lot of times at, during during breaks we would be stationed in Sarasota. So, I mean, we, we'd all just, like, hang out in Sarasota unless you went back home. Like, sometimes I would just go to my dad's house in Ocala and just chill there instead of going back to West Virginia. So yeah, That's cool. So, the Cirque du Soleil is more, like, acrobatic yeah. stuff yes. more than, like, clown stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of um, acrobatic, a lot of ropes and different things like okay. that. It, it, it's, it's a whole different show. And you didn't do a whole lot of that stuff. You were doing more. You did the stilts and stuff, I did stilts, but not so yeah. much the... Uh, but we do have uh, some... Some good stuff uh, that Jeremy has brought out. Since um, we don't have Justin with us with the with the beer, we are going to focus on uh, some different things that uh, Jeremy's been working on. Some collaboration yeah. deals. So uh, he had a moon. One of the guys from the Moonshine uh, Moonshiners off of um, Discovery Discovery Channel in, and uh, we got some of his moonshines here to taste test tonight. So yeah. it's going to be good. So we, um, I got a call up. I don't know, probably a month or so ago. Um, from one of the moonshiners from, you know, the moonshiner show on Discovery. And they were talking with the organizers of Jeep Beach. <laughs> and they knew that we did our Jeep Beach rum last year and they wanted to collaborate with us on doing a moonshine. So Kelly Williamson is a um, one of the guys on the show and he came down and uh, we started you know, talking about what we wanted to do. And what we're going to do is we're going to make a moonshine here in house with his, you know, he's actually going to make it on our equipment and he's going to show me what he does there. And we're going to come up with a, uh, a moonshine specifically for Jeep beach. And the cool thing about Jeep beach is it's a charity event. So all the money raised goes back to local charities, which all of us are, are you know, are all really big on. I know Justin, I know Morrow and, and you as well. We're all, we're all big into local charities. So, this is one of those that uh, I'm really big on because I bought a Jeep, so I'm one of the Jeep cultists now. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so they, they, they wanted to do a, a, a Jeep Beach moonshine, and actually Kelly is too. He's got a, he's got a, a Wrangler himself. Yeah. He was showing me pictures of it and everything. So, so yeah, so he came down this last week, and we were talking about uh, what we're going to do. And while he was here, we decided to do a, a, a watch party because Wednesday night is moonshiner night on Discovery. So... He was down here and uh, he brought some moonshine and he left me some. So we've got some moonshines here we can try. Uh, we got all kinds of different stuff that he makes up there in uh, Tennessee, which is where his shop is. He's with uh, Adventure Distilling is his actual legal uh, distillery up there. So, and you guys tell me where you want to start because we've got 
real deal, you know, 103 proof high test moonshine. And then we've got some flavored stuff as well. We've got a, we've got one that's kind of like fireball. It's a sin and shine, which is kind of a fireball, you know, cinnamon whiskey type deal. We got a moonarita, which is kind of like a margarita style moonshine. We've got a, a cherry bounce, which is actually got cherries in there. Oh yeah. But it's a cherry it's moonshine. And then we've got purple Jesus, which apparently I don't know anything about this because I'm not from up there. But uh, I say up there, I'm not up from the south. Yeah. If that makes any sense yeah. at all. From the upper south. Yeah. Upper yes. south, yeah. So I mean, I guess purple Jesus is kind of one of those like jungle juice kind of things where they just mix a lot of everything together and you come up with with all kinds of different flavors. So these are his variations on those, and uh, he's available online and and also in uh, you know like I said. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is where his distillery is. And what's really cool is if you, he has some really cool labels going on on these on oh, yeah. his, uh, mason jars too. He has a his, the purple Jesus has a, <laughs> a hippie theme to it. It's kind it really of really does. I'll take a picture of it so we can uh, so we can add that to the podcast. He might be someone we want to uh, invite on too. Yeah, he'll he, be here be, for G Beach. He sure. will be here for G Beach. So that's that is a cool thing. Is he's going to be down here, and a couple of the moonshiners are going to be down here. And we're going to, the, the bottles that we're collaborating with, it's going to have, you know, the Jeep Beach label and everything on them. And they're all the prop, you know, all the proceeds are going to go to, to uh, the Jeep Beach charity. So we're excited about that. He's excited about it. And honestly, super cool guy. Like you said, I think it'd be great to have on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll have to coordinate that around uh, March or April when Jeep Beach is through here. But uh, yeah, that'd be really it'll cool. be a lot of fun. So, And I know that uh, the Jeep Beach people were wanting to collaborate with an episode as well, so it'll be really cool to be able to collaborate with them. And Because uh, we're all big on, like like we, like Jeremy was just saying, we're all big on doing a lot, doing the charity events and things like that. We just had our toy run uh, this past Saturday, um, and it, it turned out really well. We got probably 200, 200 toys, which is a lot of toys for a toy run. Um, out of all of our boxes and the, and the riders that showed up with toys as well, and so uh, we did. A, it was really the, it was a Christmas to remember up at Fla- in Flagler Beach, not uh, well up in Flagler County, at the uh, Flagler County uh, Fairgrounds is where they do the Christmas to remember, mm-hmm. and um, it, it turned out really really well for for uh, dropping off those toys this past. Well, we dropped off the toys this past Saturday. The toy run was the Saturday before, but. Um, yeah, the charity event went really well. All the cash went to Live Like Cameron. That's a big that's a big charity that all of us work with around here, and um, so we we raised over a thousand dollars for Live Like Cameron as well, as well that's as awesome. the two hundred toys that went to uh, and all the toys were between twenty and thirty. It were twenty dollars and up. So some of those toys were bicycles and different things. We had there was a ton of toys that that's very yeah. cool. So not all the toys were twenty dollars. Some of them were more than twenty dollars, but you had to have a toy of at, at least twenty dollars. So, um, yeah, the, those are pretty, saying we had over 200 toys. I mean, that was really That's good awesome. turnout. Oh, that was great. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to try out this uh, Moonshine. Yeah, so the first one we've got is, is JB Raiders 103. This is a 103 proof Moonshine, and uh, it is, it's basically a corn, corn and sugar whiskey. I mean, this is, this is oh, kind of the, liquor. yeah, it's a, it's a corn and sugar wash or mash, and, um, it's kind of what you'd expect. I mean, That's it's good. a. I will say though, it's pretty darn smooth. I will Absolutely. say this. Another cool thing about these guys <coughs> is his his legal distillery. He has a three hundred gallon pot still that he made 
Um, it is in, it's made in the old moonshine way. Like there's no solder or anything. He's actually pasting everything together just like they would out in the woods. So, I mean, he's making this exactly like he would out in the woods. He's just doing it legally in a building. So it's kind of cool. And being from West Virginia, I can, I know a lot about moonshine and this is, this is his. It's got that corn. It's got that corn liquor smell. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Has a good taste. Yeah. Especially for being 103 proof. It's pretty darn smooth. Um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, he's like I said, he does a good job. This guy knows what he's doing. He does, and that, that's a really nice taste to it. Now, would people usually sip this or mix it, or what do you, what do people do with 103 proof? That's Michael's question there. <laughs> Moonshine? Uh, they're gonna drink it like water. <laughs> yeah, try to drink it like water. And they have the guts up north. <laughs> Clean, up in uh, clean some wounds. What we yeah. call what, what we would call the, the north tourniquet out. <laughs> What would we call the Northern South? We uh, we they drink it like water up there because really? their guts can handle it. Wow. Well, and I'll tell you, it's kind of funny. Like he came down and I was showing him our distillery, and he went back there and he looked and he's like, "Man, I don't even know where to start with this stuff." Like he had, he looked at our still and he's like, "I couldn't run this thing." And that was that's kind of the cool thing. I mean, we're doing the exact same thing. We're both making distilled spirits, but we're doing it in very very different ways. Right. And he said it. He said himself. He's like, man, I couldn't run this thing. I don't know what this. I don't know where the the, the start and the end of this thing is. But you know, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's it's uh, just a, just a different way of doing the same thing. But your system allows you to fine tune it more than yes. you can on his, correct? Correct. And we can, you know, not that it's any better or any worse. It's just a different way of doing it. Right. Um, for me, commercially, we can make anything on our still. Um, we can make rum, we can make whiskeys, we can make tequilas, we can make we can make anything. Um, his still is really set up to make moonshine, but that's what he does, and that's that's why he did it that way. Um, we wanted to set ours up that we can make anything that anybody might want. So, do you think his batches vary more than yours do in between each other because you have that fine tune? Well, uh, no, and here's why I'll say that um, he's been doing it long enough that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. If he was, if he was, you know, some guy just starting one up today on that still, 100%, it would vary wildly. But he's been doing it so long, he knows what he's doing there. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think he gets a pretty consistent product. And the, re the recipe that he's using, his family's probably had that recipe right. for so many years. Uh, the, recipe, the recipe that, you know, hypothetically, my family used back in the day, it, it, it would taste the same every single time, even coming out of a, this, a, a still like that he's using up there in Tennessee. Okay. Because the, the recipe has been refined over hundreds of years. I mean, you're using, a, this, you're using a recipe that they were using in 1705. I mean, my, my family's been over here in the U.S. For six, since 1655 mm -hmm. in, in America. So and it's, the same, it's the same recipe that our forefathers used for years up and in I'll the say, Appalachian Mountains. And you're right about that, <coughs> but one exception. The difference is the distiller, right. because you I can use if I gave you my recipe to our stuff, and I can do that right now. Our stuff is very easy to I can give you the recipe to it right now. Right, you couldn't you wouldn't make the same thing that I make. No, because I so the distiller yeah, exactly right. The distiller does make a big difference, and he's been doing it a long time, and he knows what he's doing. So, all right. So this next one we've got is the cherry bounce. This is a cherry moonshine. I like that. It's sixty proof, thirty percent alcohol. Um, so it's a lower proof, 
Um, it's got a couple, it's got three cherries floating in it. Just so yeah. happens there's three of us sitting here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, a cherry, a cherry moonshine. Very drinkable. It is. You could sit there and sip on that. And that's the thing with a lot of the flavored moonshines, they are very drinkable. You know, they're you in general lower proof. You could throw them on ice. You know, that'd be really good on ice. One thing I, I noticed on his label, he doesn't have his bottles numbered like like you do. So no, I will say better. he's also he's also trying to go, I'll not trying him. to, but he's in he's in a few more states than we are. Okay. Look, look, he's he's on a TV show, right? right? So he's got a little bit more following, a little bit more publicity than we do. Mm-hmm. So he's in a few more states, and he's. Um, you know, it's a heck of a lot more work to do that. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, at some point, we we will probably have to do that also. Just stop, stop, stop doing it. Yeah. I figure what I'll probably do is get to an even number somewhere, and stop. I'm thinking a hundred. I mean, right now we're at like thirty-eight or something like that. So at, at some point, we'll probably do that. I don't know that we're there yet, but uh, at some point, you know, once we start getting bigger and start reaching out a little further, we'll probably do that. But mm-hmm. At this point, it's just one extra step. It's not a big deal. Yeah. All right. So the next one we've got here is the Purple Jesus. Like I said, I don't know what that means. I'm sure it means something more to other people than most. But, uh, you know, we did something a little different when I went to school. And it was a little little something different than this. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) smells like a jungle juice. It does. Again, 64 proofs. This one's 32%. Um, I, I didn't ask him this, but I'm assuming just because of the proofs, probably very similar to us. You know, this is 32%, which is kind of a weird number. Probably means he was looking, you know, and tried it at different proofs, and that's the proof he liked it at. That's the way I do our beer barrel. We, we try it at different proofs. Whatever proof we like it the best at is the one that we bottle it. So, Are you able to, I mean, we're talking 2%. Between 30 and 32, are you able to dial it down that? Absolutely, yeah. You have to. Okay. So when you're doing this legally, and, and he is here, when you're doing it like this, you have to because we're only, and I, I have to look at the regulations again, but it, it's like 0.3% or, or point, uh, let's, 0.3 proof, let's put it that way. So if it's 80 proof, it's got to be within a very small window that it has to be in. And the reason is, at any point, the TTB, which is our federal governing body, can come in and test a bottle. And if it's not within that range, let's say it's too high. Mm-hmm. If it's too high, they didn't get their tax money. So now they're going to tax you on whatever overage it is. If it's too low, you as a consumer didn't get what you paid for. So now we're fined. So we have to be within a very, very narrow window. And we have to act, all of our instruments have to be certified. And the reason they have to be certified is. You know, we have to be tested every year on those instruments because they have to be exact because that's how we're taxed. And that's what they care about, really, is the taxes. Hmm. So whatever it says on that label, it has to be within a very, very tight window or, or very tight margin uh, in order to, to say that. Now, if you get to a point where if you're shooting for a 30 proof yeah, and you get somehow get down to 25, right? are you able to get it back up to 30? Depends on what your process is. Um, something like this where it's a flavored product absolutely you can just add more 
you probably have a, a stock of higher proof that you're proofing down to. So you mm -hmm. could just add more to it to get that proof back up. With us, it's a little bit more difficult because like I'm coming out of a barrel with a lot of my products. And if I'm coming out of a barrel and I overshoot it and add too much water, I usually don't have anything to add back to it. So I'm kind of screwed at that point. So I am very, very careful and I creep up on it. I don't mm -hmm. just, so let's say it's in the barrel at 120 proof and I want to bottle it at 86 proof. I don't just go to 86 proof. I'll go to 90 proof and then I'll go to 88 proof and then I'll go to 87 proof and I'll, I'll creep up on it just because I want to make sure that I, I'm in that window because the other thing is you could taste it. I mean, if it gets too low, you'll know it. Right. And you know, that's a problem. And if I get tested on it, now I'm really screwed. So, so you take the whole batch out of the bottle. I mean, out of the barrel. Out of the barrel, yep. Put it in a... Put it in a blending tank. Okay, blending tank. We put it in a blending tank. And then, so what we have to do is we have to weigh it because it's all done by pounds. So we don't add gallons of water. We add pounds of water. Okay. So we have to weigh it. We have to take the temperature. And I have a very long formula that I have to, you know, plug these numbers into. And... So I have to take a hydrometer reading, the weight, and the temperature. I plug those numbers into a very long formula, and it spits out how many pounds of water I need to add to get to this desired proof. I always go a little bit higher than my desired proof just to make sure I'm within that range, and then I'll test it again. And I'll, you know, like I said, I creep up on it. I don't right. just go full force. If I wanted 80 proof, I don't just go, okay, I need to add this many, mm -hmm. just, just in case, because yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I want to make sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So that was the purple Jesus. It tastes like a purple drink. Oh, yeah, right. Would you would you say that? Yeah. Oh, well, I like the cherry better. I like the cherry. The cherry was good. I like cherry bear too. Just to be honest, not, not that there's anything wrong with any of these. No. But. All right. So the next one we have is the Sin and Shine, which is a cinnamon flavored whiskey. You know. A lot of people would say it's kind of like a fireball whiskey, but... This one could be instant hardware. I'm could be. It. Here's the problem with jars. All these are in a jar. I don't have a pour for a jar. So I, 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 I feel like I'm spilling more on the table than I am in the cup. But they do make fancy pours for these. I just don't have one. So this one is 35%, which means it's 70 proof. So it's a little higher than the last two. It has a nice nose on it. It's like, it's like a fireball. I gotta be honest. I like it better than fireball. No, it tastes like a like the fireball. Yeah, I was about to candy. say it tastes like a fireball can. Like, oh, exactly it tastes right. similar to hot damn. It's the same hotness as a fireball candy. Yep, yeah, yeah, candy. Yeah, and I like that's it better think, than. That's why I think it has more of a hot damn flavor. Because if you ever tasted hot damn, it has a sweeter flavor than fireball itself. I like this. Yeah, I this like this. Nice. I would drink this over the actual mm. fireball or the. The fireball. Yeah, I would drink this anytime. Mm. This is nice. I like this. Is this a more, would this be more forgiving liquor because of the taste? I feel like the fireball kind of taste covers a lot of, what do you of mean? other tastes that <laughs> I find in, um, it's, it's a very, I don't know, very prominent taste. It's, it's, I like this. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a flavored, it's a flavored spirit. Flavored spirits in general, you know, you're taking a base spirit, you're adding your flavors and stuff to it, and anytime moonshine's flavored, it's it 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 was flavored post 
Oh, it's always flavored post. Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody's, you know, you know, you watch the shows and everything, and they'll show you putting peaches and stuff in there and all that. That's, That's very, very rare. I mean, that, uh, nobody really does that. Most of the time, it's flavored post-distillation. And these are as well. Mm-hmm. And this is nice. I, mean, this I don't know what flavor they used in this or who they used it from or if they did it themselves, but I can tell you this is a very, I would drink, this, oh, is, the this, best, is, this is the best cinnamon whiskey I've had. Yeah, this is the best. This is, hands down, this is one of the best cinnamon whiskeys I've ever had. Yeah, it's, I like it's this very good. Kelly, it's, you did a great job on so this. So it's Moonshiner Sally Jane. I don't know who that is, but she's apparently a moonshiner. It's called Sin and Shine. It's a uh, it's it's distilled and bottled at uh, Adventure Distilling, which is Kelly Williamson, the guy who was here. That's his distillery, and uh, like I said, that's the best cinnamon whiskey I've ever had. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, you want to try? So that's pretty darn good. Now we got one more, and I saved this one for last. I guess I'm probably not supposed to say this, but we're all family here, right? Yeah. So I don't think we've actually announced this yet, but. If you come and find this podcast, you'll know. So this is actually the this is actually the flavor of the moonshine that we're going to do for Jeep Beach. The margarita. Yeah. So this is the, the Moonarita uh, moonshine. Yeah. Moon-a-rita. So this is a. And the reason we chose this one was because it has that tropical beach beach type yeah. feel, right? I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's kind of a a moonshine version of a margarita. And we said, you know what? That's good. That's what Jeep Beach is all about, right? So now you know. You know, if you're listening, you know this is actually. We haven't announced this yet on any of the other platforms, but this is the uh, official. This is the official announcement. So we're going to be doing the the uh, style moonshine for Jeep Beach. Yeah, this is good. This is. Are you going to be a uh, party host? We are. we are going to do the first, I believe, locals party. I think it's that Thursday before. Um, we'll be doing that. We did that last year, so I'm, I'm assuming we've talked about doing it again. Um, I know Justin does another one as well. I think he does it the Friday after that. Like we do the first Thursday. I think he does the first Friday hmm. for his beer launch because uh, he does a Jeep Beach beer. Justin and I are very, are you know, first of all, we're both you know Jeep people. Well. So are you, Mara. Yep. You got a Jeep, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all Jeep people here, and uh, I know Justin's been involved with Jeep Beach even longer than I have, and uh, it's, it's a charity that we, we both really like, and uh, he's the official beer of Jeep Beach, and we're the official rum of Jeep Beach. So. Cool. And now you're making moonshine. And now we're going to be, us and uh, Kelly are going to be the official moonshine. And this, this moonarita... Moonsarita, moonshine arita, or how? Moonarita moonshine. Yeah, moonarita moonshine. It is good. That is delicious. That is one you can just throw on ice. Yep, and that's very nice. That's very good. And it's forty-five percent or forty-five proof. I'm sorry. So it's uh, it's a lower proof, but that's one that you can just throw on ice, like I said, and just or throw it in the freezer. Yeah. Throw it in the freezer. Throw it on ice. Sip on that, and it will sneak up on you. Really Have you thought quick. about putting that in your uh, slushy machine? I have, we actually talked about that while I was here. We haven't done it. <laughs> that would be good. But that could be kind of interesting. That'd that might be, be something we do for GP. Yeah, that'd be good. You better yeah. start practicing now to figure out how you Yeah, I got to figure out the ratios yeah. on that because uh, it'll only freeze at you know, certain mm-hmm. sugar contents and sugar. That would be know, good. I think that would be delicious in the uh, slushy machine. I think that would be really good cold, yeah. 
Oh yeah, okay. it's very ice. good cold. Yeah. yeah, I think the cherry would be good on ice as well. Yeah, I, I didn't have any of these cold. He actually, when he brought them here, he had them all pulled out of the freezer, and they were it tastes different when it was out of the freezer, yeah. no doubt about it. But uh, yeah. but yeah. moonshine, a lot of people don't. Really, uh, moonshine's always better on ice. I think that's my preference. I like moonshine on ice. Here's the reason for that. The reason is the coldness kind of deadens some of your taste buds yeah. and it kind of makes it every everything is smoother out of the freezer right. let's put it that way so so yeah it uh it definitely makes a difference it's yeah. easier to drink when it's, when oh, it's right out of the freezer so we talked about some booze yep oh one more thing i want to talk about I, this friday which is december 17th we're, we're recording this a little bit early we always do but december 17th we're having santa claus here yep and uh, we're going to do Santa's Last Stop. Come in, bring your kids, bring your dog, bring your parrot. I don't care. Bring it. We're going to, uh, you know, we won't have a photographer here, but bring your own camera and you can take a picture with Santa. And it's a free event. We'll have uh, hot chocolate and stuff and, and stuff for the kids. And it'll be a cool event. So we, we did this a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, and it was a big hit. And uh, now that we're... Well, we're in Florida. We're in America. Yeah. So now that we're back in back in America, we're yeah. going to be doing that next Friday, December seventeenth, from five to five to eight. Five to eight, guys. Five to eight here at the distillery this coming Friday, Friday the seventeenth. Uh, so uh, it'll be a great event and be a good time. We are here in Florida, in the land of the free. That's right. <laughs> you won't have to show a COVID ID or, uh, or any a kind mask, of passport yeah. or anything. You just walk on in and we won't ask any questions. And there won't You're be any go. plexiglass between you and Santa Claus. There won't be. You're exactly <laughs> right. You can actually sit on Santa Claus' lap. He'll be all right with it. And we're also going to have Santa Claus at the barbershop on the 18th, on Saturday the 18th. So, so he's just going to go from here to there. He's going to go. So come to the distillery first because they are way better decorated than we are at the barbershop. Listen, that's only because my mom decorates this place. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have a 12-foot... I was going to say, this Christmas tree is this probably is... one of the best things. <laughs> yeah, Out of we, all Christmas trees, she did a good job. We are going to get a picture of this Christmas tree in it because it, it is amazing. Yeah, it's a 12-foot giant Christmas tree, and then we have garland all around. It's got lights. My mom really goes all out when it comes to Christmas, so... Uh, she did a really good job. I, I put it up. Yeah, this thing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I put it up. But uh, she decorated it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. And it and you know, shout out to my mom. Yeah, at the barber shop, we have this five foot little five foot tree, and Ken decorated it, and he does a great job. Because and the reason why I say that is because I didn't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this thing like makes our our little five foot tree at the barber shop beautiful. Well, it's got the to women's be, touch. To be does, fair, though, we also have the high ceilings here. You do. We don't have. We don't have. A you don't exactly ceiling. have uh, twenty foot ceilings no. in the, at the barber shop. So it, you know, to be fair, we have the room for it. You, you do. don't. You do have these huge ceilings. Although I will say, you probably it probably isn't all color coordinated like this one is either, no. right? It's no, just, this is very matchy matchy, which is oh, not. This is uh, all copper and pretty. Yeah, lots of copper and you know. It's, it's, it's pretty. It, it, did y'all order these ornaments? Or did she make them? Or? Man, listen. She probably made them. You're asking the wrong person. If I had to say, these she probably... These flowers look handmade. Yeah. They look professional. It's my mom. I'm yeah. sure she... She probably spent all year... Working on these Working things. on this. And yeah. Jeremy's just like, oh, my mom threw it up. <laughs> no, she didn't throw it up. I'll, 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 like I said, I'll give her credit. Yeah, look, I mean, look at the detail. Like, even the, the hangers on the bulbs. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. see how they're copper look, little, yeah. like, oh, curly-cue things? Yeah. Nobody does that. Come on now. Yeah. 
She, she really does a good job. She really puts a lot of effort into it. When I was a, I will say this. When I was a kid growing up, not actually, no, I take that back. After we all left, her house, literally every room in their house, my, my parents' house, has a, has a Christmas tree in it. Yeah. Every room. And everyone has a different theme. That is awesome. So that's, that's my mom for you. That's how seriously she takes Christmas. And, um, yeah, so she, she transferred it over to the distillery as well. I feel so bad for Julia. She she put up a beautiful Christmas tree at our house, and the three year old and four year old have uh, taken everything in their reach is off the Christmas tree. Oh. <laughs> Riley and Legend have literally anything in their reach is off. Okay, so here's this, what you do. This is <laughs> what, what we did. Baby gate up again. Now now now, granted, I have a, a six and a five year old, so it's a little yeah. bit older, but still not that far off. What my wife decided to do was to have them decorate the Christmas tree. Yeah. So now they have ownership of it, and they're not just taking stuff off of it. They're putting stuff onto yeah. it. Now, to be, to be very fair, lots of stuff gets broken. Yeah. And I've actually got a really, really funny story. And since we've got an E on this, I'll go ahead and say it because it's, it's pretty funny. My, uh, my wife had this, it wasn't glass. It was kind of like a, I don't know, it was plastic or ceramic or something. But she had this little manger scene yeah. ornament. And my six-year-old... I don't know if she's putting it on the tree or doing something. Anyway, she put it on the tree and it fell. Hit the ground and we have terrazzo floors, so it's basically concrete floors in yeah. our house. So it hit the floor and didn't completely shatter, but parts of it flew off. So my six-year-old daughter said... Baby Jesus was no longer there. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So it hit the floor and my daughter goes, Jesus! And my wife looks at her like... Jenny looks at her like... What did you, like, she's about to smack the crap out of her, right? Like, what did you just say? And she, she looks, she picks it up and she goes, Jesus is missing. Sure enough. <laughs> sure enough. No shit. Jesus popped off the manger scene and had flown across the room. My wife's, my wife was about to smack my daughter for yelling Jesus. But no, it was just because Jesus was missing. Jesus yeah. left the building. Jesus left the building, yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, it was funny as can be, but literally, yeah. Jesus, my wife was like, literally, she, I could I could even see her doing it. She was about to just, and then she said, "What did you just say?" And she's like, "Jesus, she's missing. <laughs> He's missing." <laughs> Good thing because would have traumatized her forever. But uh, so yeah, luckily. Carmen is still very, very innocent. So yeah. that's good. She's only six, so that's good. So yeah, so next year, yeah. have your kids actually decorate the tree. Oh, they helped. Really? Still didn't help? Okay, never mind. Right. They decided to have a war with the ornaments. I will say, I, listen, a lot of them did get broken. Yeah. Not a lot, but uh, enough that it really... We've had two. My wife was yeah. not happy. Two get broken. Oh, only two is good. Yeah, we're I good. Think, I think my wife... Well, that's out of the glass ones. The the whole bottom of the tree, like the you know the plastic oh, ornaments, yeah, yeah. they're just not back on the tree. Gotcha. gotcha. They're they're broke because the hooks have been taken off of them, and they were used to be thrown as projectiles gotcha, at each gotcha. other. So, hmm. so we haven't had Julia talk on the podcast. We're gonna make her talk though. Yeah, she's here. She yeah. is here. She is here. She was here last. She time. was here last last time too. Yeah. but didn't say anything. I'm sitting here yep. making a mess. She's texting she's, all our fans. Yeah, she's texting everyone. She's t- she's texting. The listener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julia had a big weekend this weekend. I did. And we aren't going to like give away what happened. We'll, we're on the January podcast. We will 
give away what happened in, on you know, before the December podcast, but we won't give that away yet. So she did have a big weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah no, it was... Yeah. Ju- Julia? We finally got to meet Julia last month. At least I did. Anyway. Yeah. I hadn't met her before. Yeah. So. Jer- uh, Morrow had met her at the, po- at the barbershop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Julia's my new love of my life. I shouldn't say new. I mean, we've been together a while. Long time. Long enough. Long, long time. Long time. Long time. Long time. <laughs> 32 days. <laughs> and counting. <laughs> it's actually like 62 days. Oh, 62 days. 62 so. days. That's a long time. When you know, you know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's a funny story. We will have to tell that story on the podcast because it, it, it's actually a fun, it's a fun story. So you enjoying being on the podcast with us? Yeah. The reason I have to bring Julia is because I'm a lightweight and um, I, I need a DD. After that is podcast, true. After our podcast, yeah. and you you live further away than the rest. Yes. Of yeah. So it's more likely of me getting pulled over because I live forty minutes from. We, from don't, we don't need we that. We don't want that. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't need that. I don't need to go to jail. No. That'd be bad. All right. So what's happened in the motorcycle world world there, uh, Morrow? Not much. Not much. It's, it's like bikes is the first word in the podcast. I know. Yeah. It's a bad time for bikes. Um, not much. Inventory is still scarce. Um, I've had some calls with a local motorcycle dealership that's looking to combine forces. Oh, with your powers combined. So I'm not sure what direction that's going. Um, maybe I'll have an update next podcast. There's not too much going on though. Do you have bikes. anything new in the shop? I do not. I mean, still um, doing a lot of service over there. We're doing service. Uh, we're still looking for bikes. I still have bikes. I have some consignments. Um, it's just a really weird time. Um, even the auctions. I mean, I've been looking on the auctions. We try not to buy from the auction just because you don't uh, know the history of a bike, right, really. Right. But you're talking about a, a national auction having three bikes mm. a whole month um, running through. So usually that's hundreds. Yeah, it's tough. So it, it's, it's tough. Um, so the bikes have been pretty quiet. Got into restoration, which has been not been busy. quiet. It's not. They had a big event this week. Yeah, you saw the tornadoes went through. Oh yeah, we've been getting a lot of calls on that stuff. So that is uh, our hearts go out to those. Seriously, that was uh, that was one of the worst. Uh, the worst in my memory. I can't think of a tornado like that. That uh, yeah, it ripped through a lot of states. I mean, you were well, mostly Kentucky Mark. though. Yeah. Arkansas, along, Kentucky. And wasn't it 200 plus miles or something? Yeah. Of, I mean, just devastation. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really sad. And yeah. Last I heard as of today, it was over 80. And they're saying it'll probably be over 100. And that's you know, people yeah. that died. Uh-huh. And that's, that's uh, yeah. when, super when sad. Really, when they ripped through that part of Kentucky, too, it's, uh, it's not like the part of Kentucky that I'm from. It's, it's a really, because I'm from the West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio border, where we have a lot more mountains. Uh, that part of Kentucky is really flat. Pretty flat. Yeah, yeah. the western side of Kentucky is really, really flat. And so when a, when a massive tornado like that one did rips through, and you're talking about four states. I mean, yeah. that, that's a long trail um, from Arkansas to Kentucky. That's yeah. a long ways for a storm pattern to go through like that. That's that's that a tornado, it's usually pretty concentrated. But I, th- yeah. I think they were saying this was going from a mile to two and a half miles wide. Yeah, yeah and, that's uh, a massive storm. I got yeah. some pictures today, and it's crazy. Are I mean, y'all heading up that way? We'll see. Yeah. Um, usually, so we do a lot of 
drying out of buildings and mitigation stuff like that. Not so, so much full building rebuilds. Right. So tornadoes usually, unless they're followed by rain, it's more of a devastation yeah. than a, yeah than like a hurricane situation. So we'll see what what comes of it for for our end. But I got some pictures today from people on the ground, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sad, really. It's I sad mean, to see mm-hmm. uh, when Mother Nature takes her course. There's not much you can do; just hold on, hold on tight. And well, on it's, especially when it goes through heavily populated areas. Yeah. I mean, people talk about hurricanes now, and the problem with hurricanes now is it not that they're so much stronger; it's they're so populated. Well, people are people yeah. are populated around the beaches now yeah. and around the coast. I mean, before that didn't happen. I mean, right. you probably know this more than I do, but I mean, nobody. Nobody was insuring on the coast until right. you know, a few, you know, a decade ago or so, or a couple decades ago, and all of a sudden now the population of the coastlines are has exploded. So yeah, of course, when a storm comes through, you know, it might not be near as strong, but the devastation that goes along with it is is huge because the population growth around the coast is is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, since since uh, FEMA took over all the flood insurance and all that, it really. Uh, you know, since a lot of those things are subsidized now, it, a lot of people are moving to the coast that wouldn't have before that. Yeah. What's going on with that? I mean, we've, on the bike side, we've had some great weather. Yeah, it's been great oh riding. Oh it's been gorgeous. Today was darn near 80 degrees today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, you know, mid-December. Yeah. It, it was. Come it's on, actually man. been warmer in December than it was in November. And they're saying we're supposed to have a hot, a hot winter. All winter Listen, supposed to be similar to this. I'm, so. I am a I am a Florida I'm a Florida boy and I uh, I, I approve of this message. I am yeah. I, I am okay with uh, hot winters. I'm I'm okay with that. The, the only thing is we usually get a reprieve about a month or two from turning our ACs on. Yeah. mine's still running right now. I'll tell you the I, I will say we live right around the corner from each other. My problem has been it hasn't been running that much, which is a problem because it gets so humid on the inside. Yeah. It just we have gets a lot that, of fans in our house. Gets that, well, no, it's not even the coolness. It just gets that mustiness because it's just so humid That's on the inside of the house. That's why keep the ceiling house. fans going. Because we have the vaulted ceilings, so we have a lot of ceiling fans. Yeah, so we, we, we have a... Actually, that was one of the first things we did when we moved into that house. We bought a, a dehumidifier, and we put it in, and uh, it's... We've been, that thing's been running constantly because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just been so humid in the house, but... But yeah, and it's 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 a weird it's a weird time because the temperature is pretty comfortable, so you don't really want the AC running. You definitely don't want the heat running. But at the same time, you want something running just to dry the house out. So we've yeah. been we've been running a dehumidifier for for gosh the last few weeks in the yeah. house. But a few weeks ago, it got cold mm-hmm. enough one night for the heat to try to kick on. But I only did that because she's she's a Floridian. <sighs> there you go. See, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, we we had it. We have ours kind of on a on an auto setting where yeah. it's. It hits a range, and if it gets outside of that yeah. range, it'll either kick the heat or it'll keep That's the AC on. It's all if like those pipes aren't freezing, yeah. we're not putting heat on. Oh, and I wouldn't. I would <laughs> I'd pay all year to keep that place cold. Oh, I'm yeah, I don't. I was, oh, yeah. I was freezing. Yeah. And, and he finally turned it on. He was like, wait, I keep forgetting you're not from West Virginia. So. Well, yeah. the thing for us is, this. and I'll say this, we didn't even talk about this yet. The other thing that for us is we have a newborn. Like literally the day after we recorded the last podcast, my wife went into labor. You guys were giving me shit about oh, being yeah. on the podcast. Oh yeah, and my wife being you know twelve weeks overdue or whatever. 
Yeah, well, last last podcast, Jeremy <laughs> kept checking his phone the whole podcast I did, to make sure he wasn't going to have to go home. But literally uh, the next day, she had the baby. So we, uh, you know, she's a good you know, three weeks old now. Yeah. Well, three weeks tomorrow, I guess, will be how old she is. And uh, so, yeah, we have a newborn in the house. We try to keep it a little bit more moderate in there just yeah. to, to keep her happy. Yeah, and usually I would just, I never would turn on auto yeah. in my house, but... Julia's a Floridian, so we have to. I have, I I'm with you. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like my, I've never used heat. I've never used heat in Florida for the five years I've been down here. You're out of your mind. mind. He says to me, he's like, oh, 60, that's not a big deal. I'm like, 60? Yes, like, it that's is. That's cold for it's me. cold. <laughs> I'm that's, bundled up in jeans and a jacket and a long sleeve. Yeah, I was about to like, say, that's oh, jacket weather. I don't need weather. a jacket today. I'm like, <laughs> that's jacket okay. weather right there. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like walking out the door. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Now, when I get on my bike, I mean, when you're getting on the bike and it's like 48, mm. you're going to put a jacket on because the wind chill on the bike when you're riding down the interstate on the way back down today. 48. 48. 68. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting in the truck at that exactly, point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Riding in. Like yeah. So, even though Justin's not here, I actually have a beer that somebody brought. You guys want to try this? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds good. I mean, it, it sounds like it really is. So, I will say this. This is kind of a cool thing about... You know, having a distillery here in Daytona Beach, we have some really, I mean, some great customers that have really not just, not are just customers, but are just friends and almost family now. And we had a, a customer that came in recently, actually just last week, who was up in Georgia and brought me down a chocolate peanut butter pretzel muhu from Terrapin. And I've been wanting to drink this for the last few days, but I knew we were doing a podcast. So I was like, you know what? Let's just save this. Okay. Now, I didn't know that Justin wasn't going to be here, but since he's not, I'll go ahead and I'll be the beer guy this time around. Wow. And we are really excited. I mean, this can, if it tastes First anything all, like the can. It's a beautiful can, yeah. And, just, and, and it's funny because it was... What's well, dark? That is very, dark. very dark. So it's funny, my wife, uh, last week... Mm-hmm. Must have been like last Wednesday or Thursday. She had a, um, we do our Facebook Live for the Copper Bottom page every Friday afternoon or Friday morning. And she, one of her big, she was freaking out over that she found chocolate, chocolate covered peanut butter pretzels. Oh, yeah. I heard her talking about that. Yeah. They were, they were buy one, get one at Publix last. Well, actually, I guess they still are until this week. But, uh, and she was freaking out about it. Probably sold out. After the podcast, it probably are. But uh, and it was funny. Like a day or two later, actually, it had to be the next day. A really good, you know, friend of ours brought in a chocolate peanut butter pretzel muhu from Terrapin, which they're up in Athens, Georgia. And like I said, it's eight and a half percent, so it is not a not a weak beer by any means. Really good nose on it. Oh yeah, the color on it—that's dark. That is real dark. And, and how honestly, you get all those flavors in there, I'm, I'm not quite sure. We're going to ask Justin next time he's in, but that is... It but do you not like taste all of it? Everything. Because yeah. I do. I taste yeah. every bit of it. I taste every bit of chocolate, peanut butter, and the pretzel is the one I was like, how are you going to taste pretzel? I got pet pretzel right there. You know, it's a little saltiness I get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I taste pretzel. What do you I, taste, Julia? Hey, you got to taste it. <laughs> see what Julia tastes. I will say, I saw on social media, I think Justin's running I'll some kind of special 12, 12 yeah, beers. Yeah, did you I see that? Yeah, I did. I, I, I was hoping he was going to, this is why I was really hoping he was going to be here today, because he's doing a ton of cans. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, more cans than I think he's probably ever done. And um, I know he's doing some kind of a special on that right now. I thought that was kind of cool. That'd make a good gift. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm actually, I'm pulling it up right now because I, I got to see it. Because he, uh, he did, he did a, he's doing some kind of a special and I want to make sure we get it right. So I'm looking it up right now. What's he doing? Did he put that on Facebook or Instagram? I'm not seeing. I've seen it a couple, couple times. Well, maybe it's not just so much a special, but he's doing like variety packs. So he's got, he's got more beers and cans right now than I think he's ever had. He's got, gosh, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the Facebook post right now. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve beers and cans right now. Mm-hmm. And you can buy them in that in that pack. Yes. Twelve. Yes, so he's got 12 beers in cans right now, and that is a lot, especially for a small brewery in Ormond Beach. So he's, got, he's still got a few 12 beer beers of Christmas packs left. So he's got some 12 beers of Christmas packs left. So go down to Ormond, check those out. 12 beers in cans. That's, uh, I, I defy you to, to see any local brewery or any brewery in Florida for that matter that has 12 beers in cans. Yeah. So Good beers, too. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, I, I always tell people, look, even if you are not a huge beer guy or gal, beer person, do I, do I need to be that? No. Or, well, either way, if you're, if you're not that big of a beer person, go to Ormond. Well, they got 18 beers on tap yeah. over there at any given time, and they're all theirs. If you can't find something you like there, I'm sorry, you're yeah. just. I mean, I, I was a Bud Light guy yeah. until I met Jeremy a couple of years ago. Yeah. That's Justin, all I, Justin, I mean, yeah. Justin, a couple of years ago, and uh, he was a Captain Morgan guy before he met me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, he his his beers were really great. It was really funny because I, I, I before I moved down here five years ago. From West Virginia, I had a buddy who actually had, has a uh, brewery up in West Virginia, <laughs> and it's uh, and it was really funny. I moved down here, and, and both of Justin reminds me a lot of my buddy uh, Drew back up in West Virginia, and um, and so they have a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of similar taste in beers as well. So I, I've always been into craft beers. I'm not a big. I, I never liked drinking water, even before. I, so that's what I call Bud Light and Miller Light and Coors Light. They're all water. There's just always this joke about all of them being at a bar together. The owners of Coors Light and the owner of Miller Light and the owner of Bud Light and the owner of Guinness all being at a bar together. The three light beer companies, all um, all the owners of their them ordered their light beer. And so Guinness said, the owner of Guinness said, well, I'll order a water. And they all looked at him and said, why are you ordering a water? He goes, well, if you guys are drinking water, I am too. <laughs> so... Uh, but I've always been a dark beer or a craft beer drinker, so I never liked light beer. But yeah, I will say this is Justin their... does have probably the best craft beer that I've ever had, and I've been to a lot of craft. Well, and breweries. he's got so many of them. That's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, he, he if you don't like one, he's got seventeen more to choose from. Oh, absolutely. And that's uh, and to have twelve in cans. That's uh, that's very impressive. I, mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. It takes a lot to, to, to package these oh, kind yeah. of things. And people can call me a beer snob all, all they want. I, I don't drink crappy beer. I'm not going to no. drink crappy beer. I don't <laughs> drink a lot. A lot of people, I'm, I'm, um, my grandma was born on the Native American Indian Reservation, so my body doesn't 
metabolize alcohol properly. So it doesn't take much to get me drunk. And so I don't drink a lot. <laughs> is that what happens? That's is that what it? Happens. Is yes, that absolutely. That's a story you're sticking to it. Yeah, that's my story it. and I'm sticking to it. And um, there's records to prove that. I have a card in my wallet that says I'm you know, Native American. Do you get like discounts for that? No, how does that work? I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> do, you get any, do you get a payout for that? Uh, is there any casino money that comes out with that? No. <sighs> Come on, man. Unfortunately not. You're the wrong you know, reservation. Huh? Wrong reservation. You know Elizabeth Warren? But she's bullshit. <laughs> I'm not know that much. I got more of me than she does. I no, wait a second. I, I thought she was getting some kind of something for her. No, no. I'll tell you this funny story. Why? I'll tell you the funny story on why I have a card in my pocket. I don't give a shit to tell it. So I was working for Boyd County Sheriff's Department, and they needed more minorities on the uh, on the force. And they said, "Oh, don't you have Native American in you? You're about as minority as they get." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah." And I was like, yeah, my grandma was born on Native American Indian. My great-grandma was born on Native American Indian Reservation. This time, she's still alive, and I can pull a picture and prove it. And uh, they're like, will you get a card? Like, go to this website and get a card that, like, says you're this much Native American. We need more minorities on the force. And so I did. So that's the only reason I'm card-carrying Native American. You're a card car- I didn't know that was a thing, to be a card-carrying yes, Native American. Yeah, you can have a card that says you are... You have to get a blood work done and all kinds of other crap. But so you're I'm, enough, huh? I'm enough. I'm I'm all twenty. Right. I'm twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. That's pretty good. That's a lot. That's yeah. I'd say quarter. That that should get you scholarships and shit, right? It would, and I'll explain the story on why I couldn't get a scholarship and why my family doesn't get money. So <laughs> if you if you go to the <laughs> reserve. This is a long, this is, this is a crap. Yeah, I kind of got to hear this, though. <laughs> now I, we got to go. I got to go this. So if you look at the pictures of the, the chief right now, he looked, him and my dad look identical because they are, they're related. They're cousins. The current chief. The current chief. Like, if you look at the picture of him uh, at the, at, up in North Carolina, Cherokee, the dude and my So dad, Cherokee. They look, my dad and him look alike. So wait a second. They look you like have that. casinos. They have casinos. And you don't get casino money? No. And the reason Not why. Not even 25% so casino money? What happens is, is if you get kicked out of the reservation for oh, any shit. reason, your name gets marked off the scrolls. There's there's these scrolls, okay. And if your family gets like pisses off someone on the council, they mark that doesn't their name surprise off. me. I'm be honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your your family got kicked off the scroll, huh? Yes, they got kicked off the scroll, so they mark a line through your name. Wow. So if they go check the scrolls, then and your not your name has a line through. That's it. even worse than not even being on the scroll. Right. You're on the scroll, but your but name you're is marked crossed off, out, which so is you worse. Get no money. You get no scholarship money. You get nothing. Wow. Correct. Because you, my grand, I guess my great great grandfather, this is my great grandma that was born on the reservation. It was her dad that pissed off the elders or whatever. They get kicked out of the reservation, and hmm. our names are marked off the list. Wow! But you have a card. You should be able to get something for that. Yeah, uh, yeah I get recognition from the sheriff's department that I was a minority, and or the at least sheriff's like department gets more money, discount cigarettes right. or something. I should I something. Yes, yeah, some. If I smoked, I don't smoke. I know I don't either. But if we. We but if you did, yeah, the most huh. I do is smoke pipe tobacco. But that's I guess that's Native American is that it gets right there. But well, and I only do that like once every once in a while. Actually, since I started, I got to be honest. Me and Julia have been together. I haven't done it. As I'm, I'm kind of I'm I'm really disappointed to be honest with you. I I feel like just because you piss off somebody, I mean, I listen. They'll, they'll if, if I got marked off a list for every person I pissed off, it would suck. I'd be on. I'd be off a lot of lists. It must I have mean, been bad. I don't huh? know the story of like how he got kicked out, but they got kicked out somehow. 
Yeah, how do you get kicked out of just being an Indian? You should research that. Bring you that should. Back to us. I'd like I to should. know. I should like research, and I've done all my genealogy. Like I'm, I'm really big in genealogy, and so I've, I've yeah. done it all like back a long. Yeah, ways. but how do you just get kicked out of being? An Indian? I never could find the story on why he got kicked out of the reservation. Hmm. I, but I remember my granny. To me, but I, I remember think our granny. Yeah, I remember my granny telling telling us that you were, they weren't allowed to tell people they were Native American. Because I guess back in the day it was like bad to be Native American. It was why they named the Redskins the Redskins and stuff like that because they made fun of Native American back in the tw- like nineteen thirties, twenties, and thirties and stuff like that. Yeah, like, but I thought the Redskins. Kid. I thought that, that wasn't a. It was off of Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe was, played for the Redskins, and right. that's why their names were the. But Redskins. it wasn't. It wasn't like a derogatory thing, was it? It wasn't, but it was at the same time. Like, okay. It, they were. They were saying. So, how do you feel about the Washington football? I have team. no problem. I, I did, and one of, what's really funny, you'll talk about. You talk to a lot of Native Americans; they didn't care about the name. I didn't think most people did. Yeah, the, that's like the uh, the Cleveland Indians. No one had a problem with that name. The, the Atlanta Braves. No one has a problem with that name. It's all liberals wanting to be pissy. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Braves are going anywhere. No, they they can just keep their name. The, right. the Braves has nothing to do with Native right. Americans, really. Except even like they use, a, they use an arrowhead as their logo. But what you got? Well, the tomahawk. Be, the tomahawk. Yes, yeah, yeah. the tomahawk. Which one used the arrowhead? One of them used an arrowhead. The Seminoles used the arrowhead on the end right. of the spear. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, think they're going anywhere either. No, I don't think I mean, so. They've been around a long time. And the Seminole tribe like does a lot with the school, so right. yeah, they have no problem with it. You would think if they had a real problem with it, they would I'll tell you what, one of the first ones to change was Miami of Ohio. They were the Redskins and they changed to the Red Hawks. And that was a pretty early change back in the late nineties, like ninety eight, hmm. I think they changed. Because I remember Marshall University was in the same, they were in the MAC together, and one year they were the red, the Redskins, and the next year they were the Red Hawks, and no one even batted an eye at it. It was really hmm. weird. So I don't know how we got on just, that subject. Yeah, well, well, oh, we were talking about how I because you're twenty five percent Indian. Yeah, and I can't process <laughs> alcohol properly. I'm already slurring my words. It's great. Because your great grandmother. Yeah, great grandmother. Yeah, the lady only stood like four foot, like four foot seven, four foot six. She was like little old lady, black, long black hair. Yeah. I mean, you could tell she walked right off the reservation. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. She passed away in 08. That's interesting. She's a sweetheart. Granny O. We all called her Granny O. Listen, I don't care if you were kicked out of the tribe or not. I think you should still get some benefit from it. Yeah, you should, but they don't, they don't see it that way. I don't care if they do. I mean, who, uh, any university or whatever should. You got a card, man. You're a card-carrying you member. Think. My dad worked for Marshall University, so I got to go there for free anyway. So it didn't oh, okay, that's good. Hmm. He worked there for 27 years, so. That's what I keep telling my wife. My wife works at Embry-Riddle. You got to stay working there. To the and I'm like, look, you got you to gotta stay there for a while. You've got a long while to go. a long while to go. Oh, yeah. But you got to stay there. you got free education, man. Yep. She just, That's actually, I will say this, too. and this oh, is something very, very expensive. Very expensive. That's where I graduated from. Yeah, yeah. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you, my wife, it, just this last week, Actually, last Thursday or Friday, she graduated with her master's from That's Embry awesome. Riddle. Yeah, so she got her master's from Embry Riddle, and uh, so she's super pumped about that. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's really cool. If I wasn't doing this, I might do something over there, but yeah, I don't have time for that. No, and you got an awesome place here at Copper Bowl. Well, I got just way too much stuff going on. Like yeah. I always, it's, it's funny because I never really thought about this, but all of my uncles. All of my relatives, they're all engineers. Yeah. Like, it's kind so of my, my dad, family. Is not, my dad's an engineer. 
Yeah. I mean, my, I have a, my, and not even engineers, just like big time engineers. Yeah. Like my, I have an uncle who's a PE and uh, mechanical engineer. I have another uncle who's a PE and um, uh, electrical engineering. Yeah. And uh, in PE, that's professional engineer. Like yeah. that's like a step. That's like right a above step, a step above. Degree. Yeah, it's yeah. it's huge. It's like so, having your doctorate in engineering. Right, in engineering. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I've got I've got you know a lot of uncles and, and family that are actually PEs and they're um Yeah, my dad has his PE in in uh, industrial engineering and it's he, huge. he has a master's degree in electrical engineering. Yeah. So I mean and uh, he has a bachelor's in environmental engineering. And there's so, a lot going on over there. So I always thought that I would uh, you know if, if I never, if we never opened this place, I probably would have gone back and gotten like a mechanical engineering yeah. degree or something, but, or even just started flying or something. Cause my, my, my brother's a pilot for United and uh, I always thought that was kind I'll of I'll tell you what's really funny is, and those engineers, like my dad, like he is like, and this is a real funny story. Um, he, in high school, his, his math teacher was going to fail him because he couldn't show his Show his work. Yeah. My dad's one of those people. You can give him a math problem and he spits it out. But he had the right answer. In the right answer. So the math teacher thinks my dad's cheating. So gotcha. he's didn't. So my grandpa's like, goes to, has to go to school. And like, and this is back in the eight, 70s, late 70s, early 80s. And so you didn't do that back then. Like, the, whatever the teacher said was it. But my grandpa was like, no, I know he, this is, this is a real deal. So they had to go to the principal. So the principal was a math teacher before he became a principal and was like, okay, let me do it. So gives my dad in front of him. Dad has nothing, no, no book bag, no papers, no nothing. Gives my dad the question. Dad spits out the answer. Looks at the looks at the math teacher. Gives the same because the math teacher's thing was well, if I can't do it in my head, he can't. He can't do he it. He definitely can't do it. So the so the principal's like gives the same answer to my dad. And gives the same answer he gave my dad. You know, well, similar same answer, question, yeah. similar question, just not the same answer mm-hmm. to the math teacher. Math teacher couldn't do it. He goes, well, that proves to me he's he's here. better than you are at it. Yeah. He goes, that's just what my dad is like my and my my boy, my my. Uh, what's really funny is my all my kids are. I'm terrible at math. I got that from my mom, I guess. But <laughs> I'm god awful at math. Like I I'm just not. It very is good funny at how that kind of goes through, doesn't it? But my kids like are like my oldest. He has um, he's similar to like the Elon whatever Elon Musk Elon has Musk, there. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he has that, and he, and he does like. And, and you can ask her. We had him at uh, Universal yesterday. I forgot to give him his medicine. Which is the worst idea I ever did. I took him to Universal without his, his Adderall, and that was a terrible situation. It wasn't terrible. He actually did really well for not having his medicine. And, and because we were like, man, why is he being so crazy? And then I remembered, I was like, I forgot to give him his medicine this morning. But he like spits out information that, like, and you're like looking at him like, he knows shit that, like, oh, yeah. I'm just looking at him like, where did you go up with that shit? But he seems like a normal person. Like, when you talk to Elon Musk, this dude looks like a, like he seems like a normal person, but their brains just work so you much him, differently. You see him dance. Yeah, you see him dance. There's clearly something different about so, you, sir. We're standing in line for the Hulk, and and I've learned to like ignore people's stupid conversation, like stupid comments. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. First off, Zane is like five seven and a hundred and like forty. Yeah, and he looks like a teenager. Right. He's eleven. I mean, the kid's 11 years old. He doesn't look like an 11-year-old. He looks like he's 15 or 16. Yeah. He's acting like an 11-year-old that did not get his medication this morning. Right, right, right. And so he's being kind of like, you know, like an 11-year-old would. But he doesn't look like an 11-year-old. He looks like he's... So they're like wondering why he's not acting 16. And I'm like, look, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, I've learned to ignore people's stupid, like, stupid looks. Julia, on the other hand, is like, I'm used to it. 
I was ready to get kicked. You're out not as used to it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like that too. I, at, at 11 years old, I was six foot tall. You know, that was uh, me too. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. grow much more after that. I'm only six two now. That was my problem, man. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I, I hit that growth spurt and I was there. I, I went. My shoe size was the same thing. Yeah. Every, all the way up until 14, I had my my shoe size <laughs> changed with my age. Yep. And I got to about eighth grade, and I was I mean I was towering. I was six oh, yeah. foot tall in seventh sixth seventh grade, yep. and I stopped. Yep. I was like, what What the hell happened? Yep. Like. Yeah. I, I thought for sure I was going to be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, oh, yeah. My doctor no. thought that, dude. My, my doctor was no. telling that to my mom and dad. They are like, oh, he's going to be 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. My grandma, is my mom is 4'11". Yeah. My so. grandpa was 6'5", so everybody thought. Yeah. Everybody Mine thought too. I was going there. And um, I was 6' tall in like 7th grade, and I just started slowing down. Yep. And I got to 6'2", and that's as tall as I got. It was like, bam, you're done. But it doesn't look like got he is. Because one of his grandpas is 6'4". His uncle, my my son's uncle is 6'5". My grandpa was 6'4". So, I mean, it looks like he's going to keep growing. I mean, he's 11. He's already like 5'8". He, he's well over. But it's weird, though, when you're in public and people think that he's older. And Julia was like ready to kick this girl's ass because she just kept like looking. <laughs> the girl just gave him a look. He well, kept turning well, around he giving doing? a snooty look. He was just talking. And he was like, talking uh, a little loud, but he was just excited. He's 11. For the ride. Yeah. He's 11. Yeah. Being an 11-year-old, and she just kept turning around looking at him. I'm like, I told Michael, I was like, I'm about to get kicked out of this park. Yeah, life. she was. She was right and my brother's right there with us. And my brother's like, oh, I'm about to be there with you, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. So It's yeah. funny how that turns up. And you, it's not even like it's your kid, right? It's like it's just exactly, but that, but that it's instinct, just instinct turns instinct up. Because yeah. I don't like when someone's going to give an 11-year-old child nasty yep. looks. I'm, like, with, I'm with you 100%. You look oh, yeah. like you're about 21, 22 years old and, and you want to turn around and give yeah, snooty no. looks. I don't appreciate it at all. It doesn't no. matter if the child's mine or not. That's exactly I'm right. I'm going to defend that child, and if you're going to do something, I'm going to say something. Yep, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that way to a detriment, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I'm with a group of people, I'm going to defend that group yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. No matter what. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and she's been great with my kids. I mean, she, she's, you know, they love her. My yeah. kids love Julia. And so, but yeah, it was crazy. Like they, I mean, you look at him, he's like, you know, you think he's like 15, 16 years yeah. old. He's not, he's 11. Come on. He's going to act like 11 year old. Right. Especially if I don't give him his, he yeah. did really good yesterday for not really without having his medication. He There's did a not couple, ride on that coaster though. Oh, he did not ride on the hog. He hauled butt through it. That's he it. was not Done. riding it. He went the other way where we came <laughs> oh in and they're like, no, you gotta go that way. He hauled butt straight. I let him go. I was like, he's come on. Not, <laughs> not stopping him. It was really funny because like. big boy anyway. I'm not stopping him. No. You know, he looked like he was going to pass out on the Rick Ride Rocket. <laughs> the video. He went ghost white. And I thought he passed yeah. out because his head went. Oh, he, he about passed out. He about passed I got him on the Rip Ride Rocket. He, I was not getting it. Well, we got on the hall. We were almost there. Like, we're in line. Like, we are walking onto the ride. And he's like, no. And the he dude went right he there. Ran. Oh, and he was like, he well, he wasn't going to go way. on. Uh, he wasn't even going to walk on there. And the guy, the guy that worked there was like, look, bro, you just go through. Go, you got to walk through. And I, I tried to stop him. I was like, no, we're going to ride it. And he goes, and I'm not a big fan of the Hawk. Only because I love roller coasters. Love roller coasters. There's something about the Hulk that every time I ride it. Also known as the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for, the Hulk. For, for other people listening, the it's the Hulk. Hulk. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought we were talking like about the, the bird. Yeah, like the green guy. The, the green guy, you know. The Hulk, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the Hulk, the green guy. <laughs> for some reason, every time I ride this ride, I get a migraine. <laughs> Like it's an instant headache. Probably because you're trying to figure out how to say, how to say his name. <laughs> right. Exactly right. I mean, right, the Hulk. 
And I, I was just about to say, what's, I, I can't remember his name now. What's the guy's name? Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, yes. Yeah, I can say that right. You can't Maybe. say Bruce Banner right. You can't say the Hulk right, but you got Bruce yeah, Banner. Yeah, Hulk. 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 That's what I say. Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. That's good you knew that. I was just playing along. I know, you were playing I, I saw it in your face, but I was like, you know what? I think he's saying the Hulk. The Hulk, <laughs> yes, the green one. Yeah, yeah. The, the green guy. You know, the shirt guy. You know, yeah, pull yeah, the shirt yeah. off that. Yeah. yeah. The dude with the purple pants. Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm here as an interpreter. Yes, you know, for the Appalachian mouth yeah. that comes out. <laughs> Who was the original? Uh, oh, it was um. Was talking about the guy in the yeah Frigno. He was yeah, the guy in the TV Frigno. show, right? Yep. Uh, Lou, Frigno. Lou Frigno. Yeah, on the no, TV no, show. No, wrestling. Second. He was no, he's a bodybuilder. The bodybuilder. bodybuilder yeah. Yeah. Didn't he do yeah. wrestling for a little while for the McMahon's? Nah, I don't, I don't think so. I think he was just a bodybuilder. He was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's a Mr. Universe. He was in that. He was in that same time frame too. Luferg, no, yeah, yeah, man, I remember him. Awesome. He was very great. We are at one hour and twelve minutes. Oh shit, it's pretty good timing. It's good. Yeah, thought we would cut it short because Justin wasn't here. I brought a beer though. Yeah, we brought a beer, and it was a good beer. That was a very good beer though. Justin needs to make one of those. Chocolate, pretty good. Chocolate peanut butter. And he would know how to do it. He's he's good, man. Yeah. And they got all the flavors in there, too. I could taste them all. I was going to say, I didn't... I, I figured I would taste the uh, the peanut butter. I figured I'd taste the chocolate. The pretzel, I was like... That surprised out. me. How are you going to taste the pretzel? I got it, though. I got that little saltiness of the pretzel. Yeah. I did. It was. It was a good podcast without Justin, but, but we... He'll uh, be here next time. He'll be near here next time. Absolutely. And we missed you, Justin. So we you'll did. have to come back and see us. All right, guys. Until next time, y'all have a great one. Cool. Goodbye. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Bikes, Brews, and Booze podcast. Make sure you go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Anchor.fm, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you go to Anchor.fm at Bikes, Brews, and Booze podcast. Then hit the support button on our main podcast page and help us out to keep this podcast going. Any small donation (laughs) will help us out. All right, until next time, you guys have a great one.